Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Hello, I am Chris Graham. Jeff Fisher. And I'm Todd Novak. Welcome to Guitar Knobs, the awesomestness. The best. Yes. Um, we are down two of our normal knobs. Um, uh, so Aaron and Jay weren't able to join us today. They are both... Uh, indisposed, but we have returning hero guest knob Chris Graham, Yay. mastering engineer extraordinaire. Would you say that the normal knob's standby switch is engaged? Damn, <laughs> you've been thinking of that one. I that did that was thirty seconds in the making. Yeah, at least we um, just for funsies we had to we had to start over because um, see we've got a clean we've got a clean uh, lyric label on iTunes, and we were just discussing how. Um, rarely do we curse on microphone, um, not necessarily out of restraint, but it's just weird because we determined that microphones are kind of like parents, maybe. My grandma might hear this. Yeah. She cusses, though. Yeah. She's great. I've... Gaga. Gaga. <laughs> oh, boy. She's awesome. She's 92 years young. Nice. Anyways. Does she play? Uh, no, but one of my guitars she gave me. That's uh, awesome. It's from like 1900. It's cool. Whoa. Yeah. Is it still is it still playable? Yeah, all the time. Wow. Did we talk about that? We did. It has, it has a pair of cherubim on the front. That's of it. right. Yeah. Didn't know if it was like another 1900 guitar. Nope. Hey, speaking same. of weird 1900, like super old instruments, I just got from my uh, folks this old like Appalachian handmade mandolin sweet yeah is it an F or an A style <laughs> does it have a curly cue on it or is it shaped like a teardrop mm. oh it's it's teardrop aha it's teardrop with a oval um, sound hole and uh, like a flat headstock like a flat style headstock oh, like, cool. a, like a melody maker how, how thick is the body um, Sorry, I'm fascinated. Maybe about two and a half inches, maybe three tops. Gotcha. I'll I'll bring it in. Do it. Um, Sounds like a because I don't know what to Martins. do with it, but but it's got awesome wear on the neck, and it's uh it's um like a like a pointy D. It's a V neck. It's not a pointy D. What's <laughs> like a pointy D. <laughs> uh, it's uh yeah that that's all kinds of other things. Indeed. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's like it's a triangle. Um, uh, neck huh. profile. It's, it's very interesting, um, and very. it's legit old. It, it's definitely legit old. Um, anyways, this is not the mandolin show. Um, okay, dudes, what is new with us this episode? Um, so, uh, Chris. Gra- oh wait, go ahead, Chris Graham. Okay. Uh, this past weekend, we, me and my family, I got two boys and a little girl, we went down to Virginia uh, to a Young Life camp for the weekend, which was super fun, and we stopped in Athens, Ohio, and went to the Blue Eagle, one of the most fantastic guitar stores in the world. It's very small and full of vintage instruments, and a lovely gentleman named Frank runs it, and I took my boys in there, and my sons insisted on getting a green ukulele, and my son has been having alone time with ukulele whoa and he's like really playing it he's like five it's been very exciting so you became that person who does go into the awesome music store 
to buy the painted ukulele. Well, whatever you got to do to get your kid to think it's cool to go and be by yourself and play the guitar. That's fair. It was very That's exciting. Um, I did that. Uh, got the ukuleles and then got a, a junior size guitar and then got a strap. But it's like, you know, you can't just make it a strap. So I got a little embroidered uh, iron-on stars, put them on the strap, trying to make it for cool. your kids? Yeah. Good. Yeah, they dig it. <laughs> yeah, you got to do that. You got to yeah, do that. That's awesome. Um, they didn't have like a lightning bolt strap at that size. So actually they had no straps at that size. So hmm. um, yeah, so. so Sounds like a new uh, a new product to be developed. Kid little, straps. Little kid Ace Freely straps. Yeah. Nice. Kidstraps.com. <laughs> Buy that right now before this is. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, anything else? Um, for me? Uh is that, a, is that a store that you frequent? Oh, yes. Uh, I went to OU, and this guy, Frank. That's, what is that for anybody that doesn't live? Ohio University. Not the Ohio State no, University. No, it's the Ohio University. Ohio State University. It's, um, it's mediocrely prestigious. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure you, you may have offended everyone that went there. Probably. They would agree, though, I think. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, there's a really, it's in the heart of Appalachia and there's a, is that Apple, Appalachia or Appalachia? Um, I mean, I think it depends on who you ask. Most pronunciations in Appalachia depend mm. on who you ask. Okay. So as a West coast kid, I don't, I still like, I'm still learning so much about Ohio. It's a strange and glorious place. Yeah. Yeah. This, this guitar shop is just, I mean, it's like the stuff of dreams. It's like this old guy named Frank, who, like, we, he can just play the guitar like nobody's business, and he picked up the ukulele and shredded it in front of my kids, and they were like, whoa, that sold the ukulele on the spot. It was, That's cool. Yeah, it was like Which he, is also cool that he wasn't, you know, he was like, hey, look, you're probably going to buy a ukulele, a painted yeah. one. Yeah. For your little kid. I've bought a lot of stuff from Frank over the years. What's the coolest thing you bought from Frank over the years? A Shub Partial Capo. What? Splain. Uh, a partial capo. Um, a schlub? Uh, S-C-H-U-B-B, I believe is how you spell it. But a partial capo only touches three strings. It's your oh, yeah, second, okay. th- uh, third, and fourth string on your second fret. And it essentially makes your guitar tuned in dadgad, relative. It's not actually in right. dadgad, but it's higher than that. So you can do a lot of the things that you would do in Dadgad and play standard chords and bar chords and whatnot. Yeah. And you can do wild and crazy and fantastical things. And it makes it easier to play. So a lot of the chords in Dadgad are one finger. Right. So you can take a kid that's never played guitar, put a partial capo on it, and then he sounds like a pro. It's, it's kind of like a... an adult, you can do that too. Adults also. That's what you can do with yeah. Open G too. Yeah. Like um, one, you, one finger... You know, I mean, everything you do is going to sound like the Rolling Stones, which is not bad. But Indeed. It's fantastic. I highly recommend the Shub Partial Capo. The Dad Gad. Yeah. It's a nice, like, $15, holy crap, new worlds have opened to me when I snap this thing on my guitar next to, I might have to get that. Or, or, or break one of my other capos. The other thing you can get is the G7th brand Partial Capo, which uh-huh. is far superior and twice the price. It's wonderful. Hmm. It's a Cadillac of, of uh, partial capos. 
<laughs> the Cadillac of partial capos, mm-hmm. <laughs> a coveted place in the capo <laughs> in the partial capo world. It is. It is. It is if we'll, we'll never be the Cadillac. <laughs> They're great. But yeah, both the Shub and the G7 are, t- are tension adjustable. So the typical Kaiser spring-loaded capo doesn't work great, e- even though they have a partial capo that you can use. Mm-hmm. But because the tension is not adjustable, it throws your intonation out when it's d- on just a few strings. So the Shub, far superior. The G7, even wow. more far superior. Um, the... Uh yeah, the the capo thing, it's weird how many capos there are out there. It's true. Um, it's another one of those, like, I'm going to do this little gadget my way. Um, interesting. Um, and then just for uh, for anybody listening, we said dadgad a whole bunch. But to uh, be clear. That's D-A-D-G-A-D on your guitar. Try it. It's amazing. Or if you want to be less fancy, D-A-D-F sharp. A D D G. That's did I say that right? Is that a silent F in Dad Gad? Dad Fad. <laughs> Dad for Fad. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's basically it's a chord, so you can. It works for metal and for folk music. That's so, cool. Well, it's I mean, those are the same thing. Same let's thing. be honest. Yeah. <laughs> so, what is the Ford Pinto of uh, partial capos? Uh, that would be the Kaiser brand. The Kaiser brand. Partial capo. Kaiser. No offense to the Kaiser people. They kind of started the whole decent capo movement, but. You have, to be able to, you have to be able to adjust your tension on a partial capo or your intonation dies. Interesting. Yeah. That is, that's super interesting. Um, I just saw a capo the other day that was, uh, um, it was a full bar, but you could, it had little, oh, like, arms, yeah. so you could select which strings you wanted capoed. That's cool. It's like, wow, that's some trickery right there. I don't know what that, I mean, you, you if, Pretty much got to be messing around with a lot of different tunings to really need something like that, I would well, imagine. The, the cool thing about capos like that is especially like in folk acoustic guitar, depending on how you're using the capo, um, you have a wider uh, range chromatically of notes that you can hit. Because mm-hmm. if you put the capo up on, say, you can do the same thing with the partial capo on the fourth fret, and then if you play a C chord... Uh, it's actually an E chord at that point, but you get the low E in it as well, mm. and the last two strings ring open. Oh, yeah, so it's all drony. Yeah, very, very drony, but then so you can be playing very high notes and very low notes at the same time, and they are in tune with one another. And then you're, when you're doing this... Or if you like to play Soundgarden. This is true. Or uh, Goo Goo Dolls, I think, might do some of this. Goo Goo Dolls. But the... Uh, I didn't say that. This threw up in we'll my mouth. that out later. <laughs> But all of a sudden, all your harmonics are also in tune with what you're playing when you're using a partial capo. So you can bing, bing, and it sounds, and it sounds pretty. I, I had no idea. I was going to learn like, so much about capos right now. I love That's amazing. partial capos. It's one of my passions in life. I tell you what. I will bring in, I'll bring in my, uh, my mandolin. Deal. And you bring in your partial capo. Sounds we'll do good. a little swabby poo. And see if that, I mean, if you can get any sound out of that okay. mandolin, that'd be super awesome. I built one I, one time. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, this one's definitely hand, I believe it's definitely handmade. I could be wrong. I'm not a, a um, super antique uh, acoustic instrument expert. I think mandolins are awesome because 
I think it's the most compatible instrument with a guitar that you can just pick up, even more so than a bass, mm. I think. Because a bass requires very different rhythmic skill than a guitar to play. But yeah. a mandolin, you can still use a pick. Yeah. You know? I think it's it's uh it's crazy when you see some like, you know, a, a big giant um barrel chested sausage finger dude shredding on a It's pretty rad. Shredding on a mandolin. You're like, I aspire to be a barrel chested sausage finger dude <laughs> shredding on a mandolin. <laughs> so you're doing your finger push ups every night. Yes. Every yeah. night. Um Jeff just tried to exit stage wall out the back right there. Uh, Jeff, what do you got going on new? So not necessarily doing anything, but that's a good start. Got hooked into the DIY conversations from the other week Uh huh. and came across the a DIY site for making recording gear. Holy moly. There's some cool stuff out there for that. Yeah. So there's this, a site I was looking at that has like all these amazing things you can make. So not that I need any of those, but it was very interesting. But it then also took me onto the other path of build your own microphone. What? So yeah, a whole nother site on modifying or building your own microphone, which was again, hours of fun reading, just trying to figure out, do I really even need this? No. Do I Are you, a, do you're, this? you're yes. like, a, you're a manual porn guy. Like, uh, yeah, oh, wait, yeah. wait, that's okay, wait, yeah, that sounded terrible. It's all what manual. I mean is... I do it all manually. <laughs> I'm using that word in the sense of like, oh, it's food porn, it's guitar porn, but it's manual. There goes the clean like, rating. the it's manuals, fun. the manuals. Like, I can imagine I you'll, you'll crawl too. into a corner with an, with an Afghan and a, and, a cup of, and a cup of Earl Grey and just pour through some manuals. I've been known to do that, yes. <laughs> I knew it. Hilarious. I was thrown out of a car audio store at one time because I just kept berating the guy with the signal no- noise ratio on the amps. I'm like, no, your number is wrong. That's not what it says in the manual. He's like, why don't you just leave? So, really? <laughs> That's awesome. He was a friend, so it wasn't so bad. No. But yeah, so I'm like looking at all these candy things to make that I don't really need. Yeah. So why don't we'll you make see. some stuff for we me? May. We may. I get you all kinds of stuff to make me. Yeah, but you don't need any recording stuff. You want to make noise things. Yeah, I need noise makers. Of course, a microphone is a noise maker. Yeah. I got got a sweet mic, though. I love my mic. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. What mic do you have? Uh, Got the Shure 55. Mmm. Yeah. Um, I don't want... Sure is. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Jeez. Okay. So, are you or are you not going to make a... Handmade microphone, undecided. We got the 3D printer here too, man. You could you could do some a cool, hmm. like, housing for it or something. Maybe the one that was pulling at my heartstrings a little bit was just a simple DIY box, the DIY interface. Sorry, to uh, run guitar straight into a computer interface or something like that. It's mm-hmm. just another way to manually do it. Mm-hmm. Sorry, DI box, not DIY. DI box, direct input box. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I, I like the fact that you that something that you want to build that for no real reason that requires lots of manuals is tugging at your heartstrings. Mm-hmm. That says a lot about you. Well, I was just reading a review of Neve just came out with a direct box. Hmm. 
that's getting like rave reviews. It's like two two hundred sixty dollars. That's sort of like NASA building a car. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so it's gotta be amazing, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and again, I don't need it, but it sounds fascinating. Or it's like the it's like the CEO of SpaceX build a car. Right. Oh wait. Oh wait. Yeah. That's a real thing. Yeah. Someday it will be a real thing. <laughs> Um, so, okay, for f- normal listeners or normal um, uh, who are used to the normal uh, knob setup here, I am in a room with two uh, recording nerds, and uh, so there's a little bit of a different vibe tonight. Um, lots of numbers and circuitry things, and yeah, all that's floating around. And one of our uh, inputs on our on our uh, um, MIDI broke, so they're, they're sharing a mic, and it's hilarious watching the uh, the interplay between that. It was uncomfortable when you when it got slightly. Yeah, you're you're awful close. Break out the chapstick, yeah, guys. I'm getting closer. I'm yeah. closer. Alan. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> back to me. <clears throat> Anyways, um, so what did I do this week? This past week? Let me tell you. Um, so I've got a gig bag that I've had for, I, I, this is going to sound hilarious, but my grandmother bought it for me in Mexico <laughs> when I was like 16. She did, it wasn't going to be a big gig bag. It's just a, it's a black leather duffel bag. Um, and it has, it's just got lots of pockets. And Does it have a hundred thousand dollars in it? <laughs> I know, that'd right? Be cool. <laughs> it's got, yeah, that would be. That's. I got a great visual of that. I wish it had a hundred thousand, but it doesn't. It just has all of my random gear in it, cables, all the all the stuff that you need for your every rehearsing, day. gigging, home stuff. Um, but it's all black, so uh, I feel like you know when you hear women say, "I can't find anything in this purse," it's like that. I have to take everything out to find anything in it. Uh, and I just said, I need a better way to do this. Um, and I didn't really want to go shell out a crap ton of money on, like, uh, I know that uh, a lot of people are, they'll use, like, photography backpacks or ph- photography duffel bags and stuff like that because it's really easy to keep your coils or your um, cables separate and stuff like that. That's a really good idea. I've never heard of that before. I might need to look into that. Yeah. Well, I don't know if a lot of people do it. I think I saw like one guy had posted that. One guy does. I just assumed Was he a photographer? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what I did, I, I hit my favorite thing in the world, Craigslist, and found a guy who just happened to be getting rid of some uh, pelican case style things. It's not a. It's not an actual pelican case, but um, it is. It's similar. Um, and the only thing was, I I picked it up for. Was it a cabbage case? Ten bucks. Uh, no, it's mm-hmm. it's all plastic. Cabbage cases. Uh, They're a local company here in Columbus, might, Ohio. It might be. I don't know. I'll have to look at that. I haven't I haven't spent like a ton of time with it yet. I I saw it online and he wanted ten bucks for it. I was like, yeah, I got to go get that. And he was actually in my neighborhood, so I went and got it. Hmm. But um, the foam in it uh, was oh no is totally jacked. <laughs> is there a cat pee in that too? No, there's no cat pee in that one. 
I have a history of getting things with like cat pee and beer on it. Mm. Um, uh, you'll have to listen to the uh, episode we're about to release that features a whole story about that. Um, but so yeah, the the the, uh, the foam is dilapidated, so I'm trying to pull it out, and it was all glued in at the bottom, and I'm like, God. And foam, I don't know if everybody knows it out there, but foam is really expensive to buy. Hmm. Just foam. Uh, I went to a local shop that would have that craft store, and I was stunned at how much just like uh, a foam um, slab is. I mean, it's like forty bucks for a very small foam slab. They've got all kinds of thicknesses and densities and everything. And if you want to go the route of like a gun case or something where you can pull out the individual squares, then it's like, that's totally up there. So I may have to actually just abandon this case. I don't want to spend $60 for foam on a $10 case. I have a gross solution. Mm, Lay it on me. bought a used memory foam mattress on Craigslist. <laughs> That's awful. And, <laughs> and you, you could use, uh, this is the proper tool, um, a reciprocating turkey knife. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To cut it up. Yeah, well, that's, that's what you cut foam with. And yeah. then uh, you would have someone's old bed. That's in terrible. Your guitar bag. That would go well with my cat pee uh, rock and roll. Bass. I mean, that would be perfect, actually. It would. It probably smells better, too. Yeah. They just, you have to make sure it's from someone attractive. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, another thing that I... <laughs> another thing that I thought of... Uh, of a reason person. A reason to get, the, uh, get rid of the bag is because if I'm taking it to a gig, um, it's one of those things that someone can so easily just walk out with because it's just a black bag. And so I, I, I was like, I, I need something that is a little bit that I can at least label because I can't labeling a soft leather, you know, a short of spray painting it, which I could do. But I don't know. My grandma gave it to me, you know. Anyways. OK, so that's what that's all that about. It's a lot of that. That's a lot of that. We're going to move on to our topic, our main topic of the day uh, of the episode. And that is. Boutique guitars, boutique guitar makers. <laughs> oh boy, um, it's late in the day, everybody. Give me a break. Um, boutique guitars, boutique guitar makers um, is one of my f- favorite things. Some construction just started above us, yeah. so we're getting all kinds of weird noises. Sounds like some manual porn going on. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyways i didn't laugh at that i'm just kidding yeah i, I did i laughed at that <laughs> so boutique guitar makers uh for anybody who is spending time on instagram especially it's like ooh, it is so great just scrolling through and saying oh what's that one what's this one what's that one and i feel like the last maybe two years uh, along with pedals, has been a, just a, a super explosion in um, boutique guitar making. Uh, not making, but at least the the awareness of mm. them. Obviously, They're people have been marketing. doing that for a yeah, long yeah. time. So n- now that it doesn't require the same kind of marketing as, as Music Gear has in the past, and we all have access to everything on the planet instantly, um, th- it... it, it 
feels just like a, a complete influx of them. So I thought that we could maybe talk about a couple that we have found uh, super interesting. Um, we haven't we haven't made contact with any of these people, uh, any of these makers, um, but I imagine we will uh, pretty soon as we've been lining up a lot of interviews and stuff lately. So um, anyways, Chris, would you like to uh, lead us out on this? Yeah, so um, I'm always kind of the weird guy. I love electric guitars, but I, frankly, I love acoustic guitars maybe a little bit more. So uh, bringing that spin today, my um, most lusted after uh, guitar, uh, boutique guitar, would be a Jim Olsen guitar. They, with no frills, start at $15,000. What? And uh, Jim Olson is this fascinating guy. So he uh, was making guitars on his own in the late 70s up in Minnesota. And uh, and then a guitarist by the name of Phil Keggy began playing his guitars. Oh, yeah. And Phil Keggy is bonkers good. Just yeah. Just dumb good. And uh, through that, James Taylor heard about Jim Olson, and then James Taylor started using his guitars. And now uh, that blew him up so he's enormous so like uh let's see here paul mccartney plays one david wilcox plays one he's a real popular folk guy james taylor uh sting has an olsen guitar clint black clint black they're oh so very fancy i've never seen one or touched one and i probably never will but uh i talked to jim olsen one time on the phone because i wanted to get one when i was in college and then he was like hey it's 10 they started ten thousand dollars back then I was like, oh, yeah, cool. Lou Reed, Graham Nash. Yeah, but this guy's a, he is like the dude in the boutique acoustic guitar world and uh, just crazy. So what, what is it about him that you... Um... He's just really good at it, I guess. Really good at making them and he uses the... <laughs> uh, I don't, that's the number one qualifier. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> number one qualifier of choosing your boutique is hardest choice. He's really good he, at it. He's real guess. good at making them guitars. <laughs> but yeah, he he uses. He's got a guitar manual. Guitar manual. He's got a, a uses obviously you know Fantastic Woods and you know a lot of it is brand recognition with I mean James Taylor and kind of the folk acoustic guitar scene is about the bees knees as, as it gets and so is Phil Keggy. so if it's good enough for them, yeah, enough for me. But um, yeah, they're fantastic. And uh, what, what else was I going to say? He makes 40 guitars a year. Just him. Wait, 40 guitars a year at $15,000 minimum? Minimum. Somebody out there, please do the math on that before my head explodes. Yeah. He's doing okay. Gee, many cripes. He's a, yeah, he's a genius. And he's, yeah, I mean, they're pretty, are... pretty beautiful guitars. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what I think is uh, interesting, I'm noticing on some of them as we are, as I am acting as Minister of Information today. Um, pulling up some of them in uh, the headstocks the back of the headstock yeah, is the so only thing that's painted which is really cool too. yeah he's he's something else um there you go um that's that's wild so obviously they must sound pretty amazing yeah a, a good uh, record to listen to to hear an Olsen guitar is Phil Kaggy's Beyond Nature it's all acoustic but this dude shreds on Man. this record it is Real good. That is one thing I probably would not normally ever seek out remotely. Phil Kage's Beyond Nature. <laughs> yeah. 
anyways, yeah, the record is really, really good. And it's, it's if you like folk, it's amazing. If you like face-melting guitar solos, it's amazing. So Phil Keggy was in this band, Glass Harp, in the 70s. And they were... Also, <laughs> totally prohibitive title yeah. for me, too. <laughs> oh, Glass Harp. But they were... It Tell was me like more. A, it was like a jam band, like psychedelic rock thing and then he he uh oh i get it the glass heart i think uh, yeah i think it was an allusion to drugs i think Mm. possibly anyways then phil keggy uh he's only got like four fingers on one hand anyways it's a good story just check it out is it the hand he plays with (laughs) (laughs) oh phil keggy so yeah there's a looks like there's um uh, YouTube uh, video Olsen Guitars Shop interview. That is a good video. It is ten worth minutes. Watching. I love watching Luthier videos. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't. I mean, I've I've watched all kinds. I've watched uh, you know Resonator. There's a really good one on it. this guy who makes these Resonator guitars in in uh, I think North Carolina. Um, and uh, I mean, just anytime you're seeing somebody do their craft, yep. pretty great. Yep. There needs to be a YouTube channel mm. just craftsmen. Yes. I work with my hands. I make knives. I make axes. I make bows and arrows. Yeah. Just crap like that. I have a hard time taking those guys seriously, i got to say. I'm a man's... Which one? The bows and arrows? <laughs> or the... Just the, like the knife maker. I make knives. Yeah. All right. Cool, just, bro. It'd be cool to watch videos yeah. like that. I... Okay, so this is going to sound weird, but if I need to... Le- if, I, if I'm if i really hectic or, or like kind of jammed in my brain, there's a guy uh, that I watch on YouTube... Um, and he, he's, uh, is a potter, Simon Leach. And he's got this outdoor pottery thing. What, what, what do you call him? Like pottery it's shed. Oh. And you can hear all the birds and all the mm. bugs and everything. And he, and he's just got, he's got a he's English accent and, and he just does, he just talks to you and he's doing this pot. It's one of those things that, like, after I'm done, I'm like, I feel so good. Do you feel like <laughs> all work and no clay makes Todd a dog oh, boy? Damn, edit that out. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> I was watching. Uh, I, that, that was a good 60-second yeah, composition. Yeah, the, you were you're forming that in the back of your head. I saw it in your eyes, and I didn't catch it. <laughs> damn you. All right, Hefe, what you got? I was watching a video of a craftsman the other day, since we're still on that subject. Okay. Who was turning on a lathe, Mm -hmm. giant trees, Hmm. like logs, like giant logs, like three feet. That doesn't sound very giant. Three to what? Three to four feet logs on a lathe? Of a three foot log? If something went wrong, no, you would die. Like, well, yeah, but I mean, you, when you're like three giant trees, they're like three foot. Three or four di- foot diameter. Oh, three or four foot like, diameter. Like eight feet long. Yikes. Okay, that's bigger. On a lathe, turning at, you know, how many RPMs? And this thing is just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And he's coming in with that little chisel, like, ding, ding, hitting just wow. chunks of this thing. It was, it's insane. Go check him out. Huh. What was he making? A bat? Well, the one was making a giant front loaded horn. Out of some burly maple, which a was pretty front loaded horn. Yeah, it was pretty That's awesome. That's cool. I want it. It was pretty oh, awesome. Geez. But then I just got all these other videos of people turning giant mm. things, which was pretty phenomenal. Mm. But as far as boutique guitars, 
Uh, I think somebody's turning a lathe upstairs so. mm. on us. Jeez. It's very soft, though. Don't worry. Okay, good. Worry. I can hear it in my earballs. Uh, it's not necessarily a boutique builder, but is a limited... If you say Trussart, I'm going yeah, I'm to pitch in there with my headphones that I don't have on. I'm not going to say Trussart. <laughs> Sir Guitars. Okay. Tell me more. S-U-R. Uh, How do you spell that? Yeah, S-U-H-R. How do you spell that so the people that are driving can look it up on their Googles? S-U-H-R. And they had a collection... In 2015, uh huh, and you're gonna have to call it up to get the exact wording correctly. But they are a, a very uh, nature influenced style. What the crap is going on with this show? What you guys dragging all the nature and nature hippie stuff nature. in here? But it's using all kinds of exotic woods, of course, which is really? my favorite thing. You're These don't at, look. You're looking at the wrong I'm, ones. You're Wait, looking I'm looking at the wrong Sir Guitars. Sir 2015. It's get, called Sir 2015. Let's do the search for that. Jeez. Sir. They sell a little bit of everything. 2015. Collection. There it is, right there. All right. I'm they looking. They do sell a lot of everything. But what I mean, I found pretty phenomenal about these is. Okay. They, All right. The pickups. Ooh, that's so you, The dude. knobs. Everything is made out of wood. You like the wood pickup covers, don't you? They're not wood pickup covers. They're actually carved is out of wood. a single piece of wood, the neck and the body? Yes. What? That's so wasteful. <laughs> it is awesome. wasteful. <laughs> that's... Ugh. Even the freaking tremolo. That just repels me. Wood. That repels me. I feel like I would see, like, Steve Vai... Letting yeah. that letting that hang by a golden tremolo in his hand with his while well, he think throws Steve his Vi robe back. One of these. It doesn't look a little Steve Vai. What are you talking about? Yeah, you guys totally, crazy. dude. Steve That's Vi like the like custom paint everything to crazy colors. No, yes, he does all kinds of stuff. Nah. That's true. I mean, what you say is true. <laughs> it is true. The things you say are true. Um, and if you scroll down, just go down to the Telecaster for a second. Okay, now we're talking. Whoa. <laughs> I just threw up in my mouth. There are some. Ugly, <laughs> there are actually some ugly woods, that's, which is that's see that's wood for wood's sake. I like wood's uh, sake. Gosh, keep going. Why making me throw up. Yeah, you know what this reminds me of. No, and it's funny because I was gonna actually bring this up when you're talking about boutique guitars. I, I think for whatever reason that has been. I feel like it's been more prevalent in basses. Definitely so. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. It's like, and when you, if you're, if you're not looking at a normal or a a large manufacturer bass, they look like complete aliens to the basses that, that, that are very familiar to us. That's true. So fan frets yes, and like crazy the stuff. jumbo, crazy the stuff. jumbo uh, horn, the big giant horn that goes halfway up the neck, but the back of it's all cut out. Yeah. And, oh man! I was going to pick a bass, but uh, there's yeah, just, I'm not. But I think that that's that's so bases. interesting. Is like for whatever reason, if you're playing any kind of boutique bass that is not rock oriented, mandatory. It's got to have wood that's been pulled from some black river that fell 200 years ago 
that's got that's been mineralized mm-hmm. and and all of the knobs and all of the pickups have to be made of burly maple or some crazy so they called me in high school burly maple yeah <laughs> that's what they might called your girlfriend <laughs> I don't well, even know what that it means. Was burly sausage. <laughs> Stupid they call fingers. her the squirrel, quote unquote. <laughs> oh man, because she was always trying to. Was it the raccoon? I don't remember. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, so Jeff, you, you've got. Um, you're gonna need some old English uh, for these guitars, apparently. You know, uh, this guy. Keep going. Yeah. There's some swoopy grains in here. Swoopy grains. Swoopy grains. Man, it's just. So would he. So if you, they all look the same, dude. Well, so this is these are the only ones they made. So you can pick which. Oh, one you want I get it. Okay, so this is the stock that they made. That's all they have. One piece quilt. I'm still going down. That looks like a Uli Uli Roth um, guitar right there, almost. Yeah. Um. Okay, get it. You like Ibanez's, but didn't want to buy one. <laughs> Um, let's see here. I'm trying to scroll down. Those look like Norwegian. Interesting looking woods. Yeah. Yeah. You should go on this webpage right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it is worth looking at just because it's sort of, I mean, it's, there are some very interesting woods being used here. But just also sewer. They're known by their, for their quality of build as well. Lace wood. Man, You're looking at one of the high-end just, builders of No, uh, let's production. look at this thing for real quick here. We're looking at this at one called the Lacewood Modern. And these are all like shredder style guitars. Um but <laughs> you come all shredder style. Guitars. Well, That's because fine. like they got they got like They're, deep 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 double cutaway, um floating tremolo, uh two humbuckers, a single yeah. humbucker, so yeah, five at least a five position. Um, it's very Strat inspired guitars. Uh, no, I these are super Ibanezy, man. Right, Chris, I mean, back me up on this. I, Don't I, leave I me hanging. I agree, but I would say Ibanez is a ripoff of Jackson. So these are there's a little bit of a Jackson. Hmm, okay. Note. So let's split the difference and call them Charvels. <laughs> um, okay, I'm I can't look at any more of this wood here. That's <laughs> what I figured. That's All right. What, said. what? Whoa. I'm sorry. Okay, so yeah, we got down to the. The it looks dude, <laughs> these telecasters look like they have booty shorts on. That is hilarious. Um, this is these are really interesting. Um, huh. if you like exotic woods, you will completely like lose your mind on this site. I've never seen anything like these these woods before. Yeah, that's just that's a lot of wood. Huh. What the crap is going on? Someone turning a nine-foot log on a lathe. Yeah, it's pretty loud up there. All right, so um, so Jeff, you know, what do these guitars go for here? Can't remember. You're gonna have to look it up. Yeah, it's kind of in there, but that's all right. Okay. Um, uh, if you can find price, I'm. They're upwards of five. I'm pretty sure five to ten thousand. Yeah, I think so. Jeez. I could be wrong, but. If I remember seeing a price on it one time. There's an interesting video. I mean, it'd be, I don't know if it's an interesting video. There's a video uh, uh, on the site called The One. The One is the first one that we said we could see um, Steve Vai and his Technicolor Dreamcoat spinning around holding this by the tremolo. Um, 
and uh, that we should watch that at some point. There's another one below the 2015 collection design inspired by nature. Um, and hey, like I'm sure loads of people love this. I mean, exotic woods, and that's a whole thing, obviously, in guitar culture. Um, and I'm glad that Jeff likes it so much because that makes one of us. At least it has a little personality to it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, okay. I am going to to reveal my picks. I say picks because I have You can't two. have more than one. Well, I'm, but I'm making up for our lost knobs today. All right. All right. Um, so the first one I've had my eyeball on um, in uh, on the on the internets and stuff. That's how I found them because I saw a picture posted and I completely lost my mind. I've posted this on our social channels um, already, just saying how much I love this guitar. Um, now, granted, never played one, but I'm assuming they're pretty rad. Uh, this is a Lincoln guitar, uh, from lincolnguitarco.com. And the strange thing is I can't seem to get any model names off of these, um, which is just, I don't know why. Um, but so, uh, the thing, the one that uh, attracted me was this combo. Uh, it looks like, a, an off, an offset and a telly. Uh, combined. It's not a true, what you would call a true offset telly. Um, there's a little bit of a bow diddly. Yeah, there's a, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's, it, they didn't try to make it a, look exactly like a jag or a telly. Um, it's just, it's a really nice balance. Um, and uh, it's got uh, these, these pickups on it, which again, I can't get a whole lot of information on, but that's okay. Um, these pickups actually are dual pole uh, humbuckers. So mm. one row of the humbucker has got like quarter pounder, like like a, think about like a, a Duncan quarter pounder. Um, it's got those poles, and then uh, the the one in front has the the, uh, the 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 bunched the grouped poles, and uh, it's uh, they just look wicked. Um, just really nicely designed, uh, a lot, very simple. Um, and arguably my favorite thing is the, uh, the fretboard, uh, where done, they've done the inlays from, uh, so first fret is inlaid, uh, down to ninth fret. And, um, uh, actually, yeah, one, three, five, seven, nine, 12, 12 sorry, 12th. Um, so first through 12th is, uh, is inlaid on the top um on the sixth position and then the remaining inlays are in the first string position so which is kind of cool because and I, I would actually um I, I was telling chris earlier uh about a year ago i was i guess bored and i said oh i'm gonna design a guitar and i showed jeff and it honestly was almost dead on to this thing um, a mustang in there there's a little bit of Mustang. A little bit of Mustang. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, Has I can a, see it. Definitely like a retros, retro 50s. Yeah, but without it, it's to it. Yeah, but without being, without just paying knee jerk homage yeah. to it, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, 
Anyways, the neck when I when I when I designed this guitar, it was offset Tele style, um, and it had I had the the fretboard laid out the exact same way. I'm like, just give me three through nine. That's all I need. And wanted to uh, wanted to do that at some point. I actually thought about taking one of my guitars and actually trying that. You know, seeing what it would what it would look like. I had uh, at the Not time. Terribly hard. No, I, I actually had at the time I had one without any inlay, so I'm like, oh, that'd be a great one to try. Um, so the only thing is the one that he has on here uh, has got a Bigsby on it, and I would probably opt for a hardtail, but that's cool. Bigsby's are fun, but I like to I like to you know abuse it a little bit more. I don't think I'd need it, Bigsby, but they've got uh, several other awesome models on here i wish i knew what they were um called um so if you have the opportunity go check out lincolnguitarco.com and they're obviously on the internet that's where i found him he's got a, a brand new model that they uh, he's been showing the build of on instagram and it um it it's strange i think i I think this is something that guys probably identify with, and I'm sure women out there too, but guitars are very car-like in the design where it's like multiple materials, plastic, metal, wood. Um, there's obviously, you know, the, the aesthetic uh, appeal, with, you know, how the curves interact with the lines, um, the mechanics. Uh, so there's, they feel, I mean, it's as close to like, I feel like they're like, akin to hot rods you know um mm -hmm. there's this one that they just built that again i don't know the name they got a great headstock too and an excellent nameplate i'm i'm a i'm really a fan of this guitar maker. what do you think of the position of that volume and toggle i mean they are way back they are on and the guitar. i i will i'll explain that to you <laughs> why you like it or why <laughs> i like, like it, it back there because you don't hit it yeah i don't i don't futz around with that stuff I, I turn it up and let it fly yeah um <laughs> But what's cool about this new one that they built out, um, it's black um, and it's full tuxedo. So it looks like it's got like a, maybe a, maybe even an ebony board um, and uh, a painted black headstock. And it has a black pick guard and it's got a black P90 in it, only one. It is on, it's a, it's a, an, like almost like an extended offset that, um, so it's long, it's a little bit long in the body, almost like a, a firebird is long, but the offset, um, points and angles aren't really severe and they're heavily rounded. The, another cool thing that happened is that he basically, um, it, it's like he, sh it looks like he shaved a front contour, um, where the where the, uh, you know like the, the forearm contour like on a on a, on a stratocaster or something um or another offset um and i th this also reminded me it when i brought up the car th the car culture thing it looked like when if if you've ever seen when when they well they're like they'll shave uh, they'll shave angles um, on on like a rounded fender. They'll actually shave it. Or think of uh, the Beetle, the Volkswagen Beetle that was released in um, 
99, I think, or mm. 2000. So, you know, they came across, and then you started seeing all the other cars where, where normally it would be rounded. They, 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 they shaved it and they made it more of a bevel, made it flat. A, so you're talking like beveling versus rounding. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it looks like he's kind of done that to a degree here. The, the, flat, the face is completely flat. Um, but then there's this really awesome contour that looks like it's just been shaved. Um, really nice. I, I, I dig it. Um, so anyways, that was my, that's a, that's a boutique builder that I've had my eye on, um, and get excited every time that they post something new, um, lincolnguitarco.com. Um, and then the other one that I keep paying attention to is Cower. I think that's how you say it. Cower Guitars, K-A-U-E-R Guitars. Very com. similar shape. Yeah, they, they're they a little like. bit more true to, you know, shapes that we know. They've got like a Firebird-style uh, guitar that they call the Banshee. Um, they've got what uh, like a Mustang that look, it's called the uh, Arc, Arcturus. Um, and, uh, you know, they're, Ooh, you they're familiar shapes. One? I did see that relic one. <laughs> And That's that'll be re- that'll be relevant for the podcast that just came before this. Um, so the shapes are familiar, but they they are taking some um, doing some cool things with with them. They're not you know completely ripoffs. Um, and uh, there's one uh, called the Super Knot that I, I think is pretty sweet. That's like sixty eight hundred dollars, um, and it's a it's a looks like a like a thin line um, with one. I guess you'd call it an F hole, but they it it kind of looks like a arrow <laughs> or something else. <laughs> anyways, <laughs> um, like anyways, yeah. So so like you know, cool stuff, cool guitars, cool style. Um, and they, what I do like about them, and something that we tend to focus on here at the guitar knobs is somebody who is um, doing things their own way and somebody who is um, doing them well uh, that, that, that we like that resonates with us and also that they're, they're getting in front of us in, uh, in unique ways or meaningful ways. So I would say that taking us through a build uh, via Instagram or something like that is qualifies as that. Um, I think they're right in the middle of a new build on, on a new Banshee model that they're working on. And it's like this incredible Emerald flake that they're doing. Um, and so I, I think, I think it's great to be let into that process. It's a fascinating thing. It's like any, anybody who is, uh, a guitar enthusiast at some point, if they have not already has thought, I bet I could build an awesome guitar, you know? Um, and it's cool to be let in on that. So you kind of get to do that with them. And um, I personally appreciate that. So big ups to Cower Guitars. Um, it'd be great if we could get um, any of these guys that we've been talking about uh, on, a, on an interview soon. I think it's worth mentioning too that when you're talking about boutique guitars especially that the knee-jerk reaction to say all right i'm gonna build a guitar it's gonna be the most awesome thing ever and 
most of the ones that, you know, as we're kind of researching this, um, most of the ones that we see are completely overdone. Just too much of everything that they like because now is their opportunity to do it, you know, to do it their own way. Um, that to me is when I'm looking at it, I'm like, no, 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 no. You either completely, utterly ripped off something that we already know. So what's the point, really? There's no artistic voice in it, or seemingly no artistic voice, other than the fact that you said, I made this. Or it's taking something and going so over the top with the design and all the embellishments that it just feels... I don't know. I, I, ugly is a bit subjective, but uh, it's, it's very unique, and you need a unique person to appreciate it. Like yeah, you got to have that same appreciation for what they've done, or it's too foreign. Yeah, um, there's a site called Six String Soul that I was checking out, and it's you know if you go to it, you see some great some great guitars, but most of them are like, yeah, seen that, seen that. Ooh, I'm, rainbow. I'm a f- you know, I'm familiar with that. Uh, you clearly ripped that off. I've that's completely insane. Why did you do that? You know, those kinds of things. Um, I'm telling you, uh, when our recording gear crapped out, what I want, I want to start a guitar company that makes epoxy guitars, clear epoxy guitars. They did uh, back in the 80s, but inside of my epoxy guitars, yeah, Armstrong ones, right? I want like scorpions like dead scorpions and poisonous snakes you mean and like stuff. The, the scorpions like the german like no like a desert scorpion oh the desert scorpion or like a bunch <laughs> of black widows or something so Just, you want to entomb insects into your yeah yeah I, I want there to be dead animals inside the guitar but dangerous ones that maybe are taxidermied or something that still have poison in them oh so like rare species that maybe are becoming extinct no Maybe huh. just like common animals like a black widow or a rattlesnake or something. Huh. Like an, like an ash borer beetle. There, that, that too. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> something that everyone can relate to. <laughs> Dude, that's a rad ash borer beetle acrylic <laughs> guitar you have. This guitar, has got, it's got a bunch of flies yeah. in the body. A variety of flies. So anyways, that's our uh, boutique guitar selection right now. Uh, the cool thing is that lots of them are being made all the time, and it seems like there's a new maker that's climbing their way to the top, getting in front of us all the time. So we look forward to seeing more of those um, revealed in the future. We're going to move to our top four. I wish we had some kind of cool effect for that, but we don't. Yet. <laughs> that's Dive. But that's okay. Cool. I'll go with it. Cool. <laughs> like, we both did basically <laughs> submarine sound effects. <laughs> in a time when I was born. <laughs> in my, in uh, wait, wait, wait. We're licensing. We can't. Uh, okay. <laughs> we never finished. The song. I, those were yes. those weren't the right words. Okay, so we're, I think we're okay. Okay, good. And it was in jest, so comedy law, parody law dictates that we're okay. Okay. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> And Michael different, Jackson. Different key as well. Yes, take that, yeah. maker of that song. Okay, so listen. Top four, guys. Michael Jackson owns the rights, or at least he used That's to. Right. That's what I was That's right. For there. Anyway, That's right. Yeah. All right. Nerds. Um, <laughs> so top four for this episode is guitar strap, strap of on. choice. 
I passionately and thoroughly endorse Levy guitar straps. L-E-V-Y. Why? They are amazing. So I have had many guitar straps over the years. Also not an actual qualifier. <laughs> okay. Well, let me let me expound. Let me expound. So I've had, you know, I've had Why? like the fabric guitar straps, the nylon guitar straps. I've had super nice, you know, like top-end leather guitar straps. Mm-hmm. And what I have found is nothing beats a really nice suede leather oh, guitar strap. Bleh. Let me explain why. Okay. The suede is supple <laughs> and grippy. So when uh, you're wearing it, awful. it grips your shirt so your guitar doesn't slide down or fall. And that, that allows me to dig a little more on the guitar. Uh, and so the Levy, they make a lot of guitar straps. your but, shirt everywhere. But I have a, this is true, but I have a, a Levy suede guitar strap uh, made in Canada, just north of Minnesota, that is just the bee's knees. I love it. Huh. So many yeah. guitar straps in to finally okay. finding that one. I actually have one of those at my house that I will just straight up give you because I hate that it. That would be great. I'll take it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's really interesting because so is, uh, I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, this is going to be great because it'll... I had a... Um, what was I playing that was pulling my... Um, can't remember what I was what I was playing at the time, but it just kept dropping on me. Oh no, I had it as uh, my silver SG um, headstock heavy. You know, womp, hit the floor if you're not careful. Mm-hmm. And because I, that's what just you know what happens. And so I'm like, ah, you know, let me see if I can get a different strap. Got one of those, and it, any movement I did just shifted my shirt all over the place. Like I hated it. So I rolled it up and put it in a drawer. There you go. I wonder if it's an acoustic thing as well. Because um, well, I, I use them for both. Do you? Yeah. So the, but I, I maybe it's a t-shirt thing. I don't know. I, I would <laughs> could be a t-shirt thing. It's probably my poly blended t-shirts. It's mm. probably the you know it's that. I was wearing a satin shirt at the time. So and cotton, tri blend. Interesting. Anyways. All right, levies. Mm. Dig they're it. Fantastic. Okay. They're, they're handmade. It's an artisan company. They take it seriously. Is it really? And they're like leather craftsmen from Scandinavia. Levy's Leathers. Oh, man, they're so great. <laughs> I love them. All right, so you like the kind that um, is the wide strap with the skinny strap kind of threaded through the notches? Yes, yeah, it's leather, it's oh, suede, it's slowed up, it's indestructible. But then the back of it's just flapping around. Oh, you can have that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> they're not that expensive either. No, well, for for leather. Yeah, for leather, hey, they're not that bad. Wait. Um, they're not that bad. Sorry. <laughs> Thanks. Microphone technique. <laughs> Jeff, hit me. Hit me with the so, strap. <laughs> I'll hit you with the strap that I I don't have, which is it can't be made out of exotic woods. And Joel, it's not and, made and out Trust of wood. Art couldn't have made made it. I either. said Trust Art like one time. That's right. You're holding it <laughs> to me. So. I've never found a strap that I liked. Oh. So, so you're still in search of. I'm still in search of. Don't do what he said. So I do have a a suede one for my acoustic guitar. That's why I was asking if it's acoustic specific, because I do like the way it holds it in place. Bass guitar has this shoulder, like... Uh, like the sheepskin pad, or like the, the grandma's drive with uh, the. It's more just like cushion on it. Belt buckles. Yeah. Which, not a big fan of either. 
Is it memory foam? It might be. I might have made it out of There's a mattress. We can start memory yeah, foam. no, they actually that that's legit. Oh, really? That that's legit. Ah, I, might, I might try one of those. That might be mm. nice. Mm-hmm. And then I had one that was like super elastic at one point that would bounce. Oh, like when you moved. Like Nelson. Oh, those freaked me out. Yeah, that one was horrible. Yeah. So yeah, I'm still in search of a strap, and I say I probably spend more time trying to get the right strap height mm-hmm. than caring about the actual strap. Mm-hmm. So getting the guitar, specifically the bass at the right height, I struggled mm-hmm. with that a lot mm. to get the right hand position. You need to watch Scott's bass lessons. I did. Com. I watched a couple of different ones. And <laughs> I don't yeah. no affiliation, just a fan. They are great. They're very, very informative. But the idea of, of sitting down, you should put the strap on, and it should basically be the same level as your sitting position. Is yeah. what they are that, talking about. And I do that. But, but when you stand up, it's like, this is really it's, high, it's man. It's weird. It's odd. <laughs> and then especially on bass because mm-hmm. you start getting that, that L happening on your, your wrist. Right. Which causes me all kinds of pain. So mm-hmm. height for bass specifically is challenging for me right now. So mm-hmm. I've been struggling with height or strap height. Hmm. Struggling to get your bass low enough? Yes. No. No. Edit button. Damn write, it. You should write a book. No, that's a short book. Okay, oh, so. They're short quotes. Hey, somebody asked me which one mine is. Uh, who wants to do that? <laughs> Jerks. Who wants to ask Hey, Todd, what's your favorite strap? <laughs> um, you know what? Uh, I've I, too, have gone through several types, and... The one that I have landed on more often than not, I probably have it on like six of my guitars, is... Black the, Satin? Nights in Black Satin. Um, <laughs> is the Planet Waves woven guitar strap, comma, Black Satin. That's the best name that they have for it. It's awesome. It isn't... The whole thing isn't satin. It just has a, like a like a embroidered um, uh, texture. So it's black on black. Zoom which is cool because it's not super obnoxious, but my baby it's super the, the soft. Song, right? Yeah, you can't do that. Sorry, that's uh, that's licensed. Parody. Again. I'm jesting. He's gonna get us in trouble. So it's um, it's just it's super comfortable, huh? And it it works really well. It's thirteen bucks. I have a strict no satin policy for anything in my yeah. life. You need to so change I, that, dude. Yeah, I, I, not a fan of the satin. Yeah. Um, satin sheets. That no. said, that said, uh, while I do like these, uh, this might sound a little bit weird, but I have a favorite belt, right? I've had the belt for a long time. And it's a. He keeps stop. adding lots of extra stuff in. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do. Extras. But this, no, it's, but I'm going somewhere with this. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, I have this belt and it's been, you know, worn and it's got that shiny the shiny leather you know from the wear i'm like this would make a a perfect guitar strap um so i think i might actually try to do that Hmm. um good for mandolin straps jimmy riga uh, my belt for that and you do have mandolin funny story this belt that i'm wearing right now yeah is the belt i wear every day since sophomore year of high school (laughs) i bought it for sophomore year that would make a great Strap. This is this is 1998, 1999. Still rocking and rolling. Wow. Yeah. That's fantastic. Nautica, baby. Yeah. Oh man. Okay, so I have a belt. <laughs> 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 Jeez. 
It's a braided one, isn't no, it? No, I have a belt made out of a, a, a wood, a bicycle out of exotic tube. wood, a bicycle tube. Do you? Yeah, that's terrible. So I'm thinking of making a strap, a guitar strap out of bicycle tubes. That's that's not a bad idea. You're into bicycles. That's for the bicycle steal tube that podcast. Okay, I gotta stop this before it gets out of control. Dudes, thank you. Indeed, Chris, thank you so much for joining us. People who are listening, thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you on the next one. Oh, that's it for these knobs. Please join us on facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar knobs. And tell us what you think and share your stories and guitar stuff along with ours. You can also find us at twitter.com forward slash guitar underscore knobs. And also at our website at guitarknobs.podbean.com.